Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. When our first child came along, um, it was fairly manageable, frankly. I mean, he didn't sleep a lot, but we had a good a good routine going on, and um, our relationship wasn't deeply impacted like it was when number two came along. And then all bets were off. It was like, we can't be spontaneous at all, ever again. Uh, this is John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. And uh, to the Smalleys, what, what kind of surprised you about kids and your relationship? I would say that our first one was so laid back and just super easy. We were like, we've got this parenting thing down. And it was the same for us. Number two came along and we were like, what just happened? (laughs) So we were were cruising along pretty good with the first one. Well, if you're newly married or if you've had kids, you're going to be able to relate, I think, to what Pam and Bill Farrell are going to share today. Um, They've been going through the acrostic time, T-I-M-E, to uh, help us better understand how much time healthy couples need to be spending together with or without kids. You were going to the acrostic. You had... Well, M is for a monthly uh, day away. Okay, so T? T is for 10 to 20 minutes a day just to visit. I is invest in a weekly date night. You might need to get some friends together and have like a co-op so your kids get covered, Mm -hmm. trade Mm -hmm. those opportunities to give each other date nights. M is for that monthly day away. And sometimes you might need to be a little creative finding that six or eight hours. And this is, again, mostly for the girls because if we're emotionally connected, we're more in the mood for red-hot monogamy. And so, guys, you'll do yourself a favor if you create this time. And you can really do anything you want on that date. It doesn't always have to be romance. You just have to do it together and sometimes you can create it even at home that unique time I remember once Bill and I he was a senior pastor um, we had started our writing career and speaking um, our, our kids were in that what I call the oasis they're not preschoolers but they're not teenagers anymore so they're really cooperative at times to your ideas and so I looked at our schedule um, and I said oh my goodness it's like the next two hours are the only two hours I have with Bill all week and I got a little panicked I said god you have to help girl out here and so as Bill's car drove in I grabbed the piggy bank I pulled the boys in the backyard I said here you go guys I count this money there's x amount of dollars in dimes pennies quarters and nickels here y'all can have all this money but nobody can come in the house until, and I broke the piggy bank, spread it all over in the ice plant, <laughs> until you get every dime, quarter, penny, and nickel. And Brock, you get to count it all up. You're the mathematician. And when it adds up to this, then all three of you boys can come in the house. And then I put a dime in my pocket and walked in the house. And I got some good time with my husband. And my boys were happy. They got money. It was a great game. And how, how many days so. passed before you shared that, <laughs> that dime in your I actually went out and said, oh, hun, here's a dime. Brooke's like, that's why it wouldn't add up. Okay, oh. we've done T-I-M. Right, and the E is for escape yearly. And that's take a yearly vacation. And sometimes, again, it might be 24 hours. Sometimes you might be able to pull off a week or two. And it could be something close to the home. You'd have to spend a lot of money. No. Right. The key to it is, again, and as guys, we need to really value this. That we, We've talked previously that men like waffles, women like spaghetti. That, that spaghetti picture, women integrate their whole life together. So what typically happens for a woman is her life grows. Like her emotional attachments, the things that are important to her, her priorities, they grow. 
and you have to get her away from her life periodically so it shrinks her life back down. Because when her life gets smaller, she looks at you and goes, Wow, what a guy. Yeah, and so we need to really value that. And try to keep her life smaller. And we'll just, just give, give her, her a break, her break. <laughs> from all of this yeah. stuff she's So handling. she sees you again. Because, again, you know, as guys, we get very interested in our wives very quickly. But one of the things we can do to enhance the relationship is just give her breaks in her life so that, she, that again, her focus just shrinks back down so she can remember, oh, yeah, I remember why we made this commitment. When you've given us a great example of uh, the parenting years, are there some other things during that time? Intimacy can be so hard when you have toddlers and five. Hey, and teenagers eight. can be a challenge, oh, too. Yeah. All righty. You know, mm-hmm. the whole world comes to your house all the time, and they don't need to sleep. It's like, will you please go home? Um, and they're yeah. <laughs> probably not going to go out in the backyard and organize your piggy bank. No, they're not anymore. <laughs> and so um, sometimes we've just said, guys, um, here are two movie tickets. Y'all have a good time tonight. Yeah. And so we send them out to have a great time with their buddies, and we have the house to ourselves. So sometimes you have to be a little bit pre-planning when it comes to teens. And, and I think it helps us if we're willing to train our kids that intimacy is normal. So early on, you know, we started telling our kids, hey, we have a special night together every week. And on that special night, you have responsibilities because you need to help us have this special night together. Um, And then as they begin to approach puberty, we get a little bit bolder with them. And like I have said to my boys, hey, guys, do you want to like get together with some of your friends tonight or do you want to turn your radios up? (laughs) Because mom and I are going to have some fun tonight. Because I want them to know that it's a normal part of life and that we're not hiding it from them. We're, we're not trying to sneak away. That this is normal. Because when they get older, I want them to know this is normal. Mm. And then I think setting up co-ops with friends is one of the most important things we can do. Because we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're all struggling to find time together. Um, we, we're all overwhelmed with time with our kids. We all are so attached to our kids that we can't possibly be objective about them. Mm. Um, so everything they do affects us. And so if we can set up co-ops where, you know, John, how about this Friday night, we just have your kids over to our house. I'm and on then, it. And then two yeah. weeks from now, our kids will come <laughs> to your house. And that way we get alone time without feeling like the kids are being neglected mm. or they're in a place that we can't trust. But as they get older, a good lock on the door is always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two or three. I so appreciate the Ferrells. They always have some great humor and really practical tips. And uh, today, talking about ways to spend time alone without the kids. Uh, what do you say, Greg and Aaron, to the couple who maybe just had their first child? I mean, this is this is all new and kind of like um, your family and mine. The first child didn't like majorly upset the relationship. What what advice do you have? My favorite advice when we were brand new couples is that someone sat me down and said, "Listen, you have to decide now that this." child is part of your family, not the center of your family. And and I never forgot that because I think that that decision dictated so many choices that Aaron and I had to make. Certainly ba- new babies require a lot of time, yeah. but, but our kids were never the center of everything. We always told them, listen, it's God first, your mom is second, and you are third. And that will always be the case. Now, somebody, would, somebody's going to say, wait a minute, that sends the wrong message to the child. That right? sends the best message, that you, you are part of this family, that long after you're out of my home, Aaron and I will still be there together. And that's why I'm going to keep prioritizing our marriage and our relationship and keep that strong because I can't wait 
till you leave <laughs> so we can start living <laughs> living again sorry new parents but eventually you'll feel that too Erin <laughs> what would you say well you know I was a former labor and delivery nurse so you were there on years, the front lines I was yeah. sending I was strapping those newborn babies in the car with these brand new parents I you know thought that I knew how to take one home too but then when we we brought our first home she was very laid back but in the same breath we had a lot of adjustments going on and we were exhausted. Yeah. I didn't do well without sleep. And so I, what I often will say to brand new parents is that, you know what? Give yourself some time. In about, I always say six weeks seem to, it seems to be a good marker that after six weeks, things will start to settle down and you're going to start figuring out your routine, your routine with each other and your routine with the baby. Yeah. And I so agree with Greg that you got to keep the marriage strong. So keep focusing on that. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for us as as new parents to remember that uh, this is a season. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine some days. It feels like this is forever, but this there are seasons. There are seasons where it's easy to parent and stay connected as a couple. There are other times when it feels like the kids are driving a wedge between the two of you. So uh, just hang on and recognize everybody goes through these different seasons. But uh, what I hear you two saying right now is, if you're kind of new to this parenting thing, it's not going to destroy your marriage relationship. It's actually going to help enhance it. Yeah, unless you choose. Hmm. You get to choose. You get to choose what is the new normal going to look like. Yeah. When kids enter in the picture, we're now figuring out new ways to connect, new ways to relate, and you'll get there. You'll figure out the new normal. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly want to help you, and Focus on the Family has a wonderful array of resources Uh, Click on the show notes for this episode for some starting points. Uh, One of those, of course, will be the Pharaoh's book, Red Hot Monogamy. And uh, as always, uh, we're making that available to you as our thank you gift when you support the ministry. So please make a generous donation of any amount, and we'll get that book out to you. We also have a digital download of the entire conversation Jim Daly and I had with the Pharaohs. And uh, we'll link over to a lot of resources by Greg and Aaron as well. Well, next time, Tommy Brown joins us talking about those last few money types and how that impacts your relationship. Until then, on behalf of the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.